talk to you about atmospheres. I want to talk to you about ecosystems. You carry an ecosystem. And I think of these things. I think of the ocean. You know, it's a different world. Like it's an entirely different world. It covers the earth. And it, it, it's a totally different environment. You and I can't survive in it unless we have air, oxygen, unless we have scuba gear of some sort to keep us sustained. And so I, I just want to think about these things because even, even in our own atmosphere, even our, out here in, in, in planet Earth, outside, up above the sea, you know, if you go too high, you begin to have problems breathing, right? So you get, go past the, the place where we can breathe freely and there's a problem because the, everything's compressed and everything's changed and it, it does something to your blood. So God wants you... To live in this place, when you were born again, he, be, he, he brought a new life to you and you were born from above. That means you aren't born from this earth, you're born from heavenly places. Are you with me? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll check with, with those who are online. I want you to hear me. And God wants to, I, I just pray that peace would be on everyone's mind and heart today. I feel like the, the Lord himself wants to come and expand you. When the children of Israel were walking through the desert, they, they would put the tabernacle and the tent of meeting up and down, and, but there was something about the cloud by day and the fire by night. Not only did they have the presence of God in the ark of the covenant, which was within, which everything about the tabernacle speaks about you and I, everything about it speaks about us and our life and our inner life. And, and we don't want to live in the, the outer courts. We don't want to just live in the holy place. But you want to live in the most holy place. Where the mercy seat is. Where the, the covenantal life is. It's, it's right there in the center of everything. But I want to get back to the cloud because the cloud was sustaining on the outside. Are you with me? There's a picture here you need to grab hold of, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really begin to try and open this up because Jesus carried this same atmosphere around him, and you were designed to carry the same atmosphere around you. Are you hearing me? What does that look like? That the cloud was there to move them. The cloud was there to cover them. For all we know that the, cover, the covering of the cloud caused the manna to come. Who, what was the covering? The covering was God's presence and glory. Are you all right? Okay. And I, I want us to just look at these things because the fire by night and the cloud by day, the Holy Spirit wants us to, to step into something with the Lord in a new dimension because of our relationship with him. Because of this intimacy with him that we talked about, that the outpouring of oil of intimacy happened last week. Right here. And it's here every week. And it's in your prayer closet every week. It's in the places that you go to find the Lord. It's that place where the oil of God comes and releases and moves upon us so that we can engage with the cloud. which is God's outward expression all around you. 
I'm coming up against something tonight. It's okay. I feel like I'm ready for a fight. So listen, I don't have to wrestle anything. It's already done. But minds, everyone take hold of your mind right now. Put your hand on your head. I take, I take authority over every bit of anxiety. I take authority over every blockage right now. I ask, Lord, that the spirit of revelation would hit us hard. That, Lord, we wouldn't even be the same after tonight. That something would just trigger. And I break any oppression that would be upon anyone. And, Lord, I thank you that corporately right now we have an atmosphere. Actually, I would, yeah, I'll just say it's my atmosphere. I control the airways in this place. Why? Because Jesus Christ is inside of me. So I take control over everything that's over you right now. And I ask and I declare over the, that the Father would just remove any hindrance, Father, right now. Take every bit of tension, every bit of attention that we try to think through. I thank you for revelation that unlocks. I thank you, Father, for your spirit that gives us wisdom, that gives us understanding, that we're able to turn the key of revelation and move through into the next place. So I thank you, Father, that you're opening this wide tonight and that we'll never be the same. We'll never see it any, 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 any way other than the way you want us to. And Lord, I thank you, Father, that you're going to do it from the 13-year-old all the way up to whoever is the oldest in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I just want us to see, listen, you're carrying an ecosystem or an atmosphere within you. You're also, the Lord wants you to release that same atmosphere outside of you. Why am I saying this? Because we talk about Christ in you, the, the hope of glory, and this is good. This is real. But God inside of you does nothing outside of you. You'll get unstuck in a minute. I feel like we, we as believers, we're, you know, and, and again, there's anointings, and I, I believe that God, but he wants you to, there's anointings, there's gifts, things, but God wants to move the church. He wants to move every individual in this room beyond even that understanding. I, here, let, let me just tell you this. Scripture is our foundation. It's our bedrock. I'll try over here. It is. It's our bedrock. It's where the foundation of everything happens. Jesus Christ, him being the chief cornerstone, everything is landing on and comes up above from the foundation of the word. But the word cannot give us life until we go beyond and understand that the spirit has to hit the word. And when that happens, listen, it does not limit us to what you only see in the word. I know some of you are like, where's he going with this? I'm not going anywhere other than to heaven with this. <laughs> the Lord wants us to abide in a place where the word is absolutely, listen, you will not get me out of the Bible. I've got 10 verses here for you. So we won't go anywhere outside of the word. But I want you to think of Jesus as being the one who's available and who's inside of you to bring you into greater and deeper things that you understand by the word, but you don't get the fullness of it until the Spirit of God hits you in your inner man and moves you outside of yourself. Hello. All right, let's just talk about fasting. 
I think I need to talk about fasting. Why? Because we're in the flesh. And when we fast, it doesn't get you closer to God. It causes you to hunger for God. It kills the flesh. It doesn't get you closer to God. It kills your flesh. And what gets in the way from you understanding, even what I'm saying right now, is fasting. Because you got to fast your old thoughts. you got to fast old thinking. Old thinking. Old thinking. Old religious thinking that thinks I only can do it one way, this way, and that's the only way. No, God is so great. He's so amazing. He wants to bring you into outer places, like realms that you've never even discovered. Why? So you can have crazy prophetic encounters? Maybe. But the fruit of it should be so that you carry something beyond yourself. And so that the cloud that, that was over the children of Israel will be around you and about you. And you it's in scripture. I'll show you. Hmm. Just go with me to Luke chapter 5. There's an atmosphere. Listen, I think of, I'll just name two. And one learned from the other, actually. So we'll start with, I'll start with Benny, Benny Hinn. He's one of my faves. I don't care what you think of him, but I like him. I really don't. I think he's awesome. And I think he carried a realm. And it wasn't about him praying for the sick because he never prayed for the sick. No, he carried... A realm, everyone say a realm. realm. He carried an atmosphere, right? Some of it came through the high praise and worship. And and literally, when we're here, this is why it's so important to not be... (laughs) I said this last week, didn't I? Like, we come wandering in like a half hour late, you know, and it happens everywhere. But I'm telling you, if we know that the... that the glory could come and settle in this place? Because you know what? This this church carries an atmosphere. The ministry carries an atmosphere. You carry an atmosphere, but corporately we carry an atmosphere together. And even when we're not in the building, God's in the building. I believe that. Come on, because he's everywhere. Come on, I'm not giving you tricky things to think about. God is everywhere, but he does like the building. But he's, he's created a greater tabernacle. That's you. And so corporately, something should happen. So back to Pastor Benny. I think about these things because only because I was in there and I've seen it. And there was a tangible, like, glory cloud in the place, like a mist. And we get the mist in here every now and then. But I would see, I, I watched as miracle after miracle after miracle would happen. And it wasn't, he didn't, it was just an atmosphere. Everyone say atmosphere. atmosphere. Where did he learn this? He learned this from Miss Kuhlman. How many know who Catherine Kuhlman is? How many don't know who Catherine Kuhlman is? Okay, one or two. Just look her up online. She had a white flowing gown. She just like f- float across the stage. She was amazing. She barely used scripture, but she carried Jesus. No, really. She didn't really preach and teach. That was not her ministry. She had a miracle, bona fide miracle ministry. 
that would just, she would enter in and she'd fill stadiums. Why? Because she carried. She filled stadiums with people, but what she carried into the place was the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit was her best friend. Now, to say that she didn't read Scripture, that's foolishness. Of course, she was in the Word, and she would pray, and she'd just get before the Lord, but she carried an atmosphere. Let me go to another one. I'll just hit one more. 1948, William Branham. Another guy. Hick, out of Indiana. Like, poor couldn't even pray, couldn't even, so poor, okay? But when he was born, there was a, a glowing light that came into the room when he was born in a, in a shack in the middle of the woods. And then this same angel, I'll just call it an angel. Come on, y'all, I got you all your attention now, glowing orbs and... What, would hap- what happened was as he grew up, he, and he was a, a young a, a kid, and he was in the woods, and he said this man could see, he, felt this re- he heard this wrestling in the trees, and a man spoke to him out of the trees and said, don't ever drink or smoke, because I'm preserving you for a day. And you'll get before men, and you'll bring, I don't know if he got the healing commission then, but he said, I'll use you to go to the nations. And he's thinking, oh, man, I barely got shoes on. He had all kinds of physical ailments that he continued to have his whole life. So it doesn't matter what ailment you have. doesn't mean God can't use you. But I'm asking you, what are you carrying? And everyone in this room, you don't need a glowing orb from heaven to give you an invitation into a place where God will bring you into an atmosphere and, and, and let that atmosphere rest on you. get to the scripture yet. But I just want you to see this because Jesus, come on, Jesus, son of God, son of man, Luke chapter 5 and verse 16, and you all know the verse, Luke chapter 5 and verse 16, says, so he himself often withdrew into the wilderness. Everyone say wilderness. Wilderness. And prayed. And now it happened on a certain day when he was teaching. He was just teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. So come on, he had all the boys, all the religious boys, and I promise they were boys. And it says, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Jesus carried, it says that all he was doing was teaching. But there was a realm, there was an atmosphere, there was, it was says, separate from the Lord Jesus being there teaching, that the Lord was present to heal. Other than he, he laid hands on all the sick, 
I'm just talking, I'm talking about healing, but it goes on to say that many were delivered and healed. And we see this all throughout scriptures, someone just touching the hem of his garment. It wasn't about the garment, it was about what he was carrying. Go back with me to Luke chapter 4. We've been here before, not too long ago. Luke chapter 4, it says, Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit, verse 1. Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit. Everyone say, filled with the Holy Spirit. Returned to the Jordan and was led by the Spirit. It was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Oh, there's the wilderness again. What's Jesus doing in the wilderness? We see later, he's sent out into the wilderness for 40 days to, to fast. Everyone say fast. fast. I'm not calling a fast. You can do it on your own. But I'm telling you, there's got to be some fasting and praying. And it's going to break open the heavens over your life. And when I say fast, fasting means food. Fasting means all food. Fasting means not Daniel, because Daniel did a 21-day fast, and he moved the heavens. Daniel created an atmosphere. What was the atmosphere for? It was contrary to Babylon. How many think we need this, something contrary to Babylon in the earth right now? And we're waiting for the church. I know there's lots of prayer movements, and I believe, I believe and I give honor to all those that are motivating people to pray. And all these movements, the send, and Lou Engel, he's a fasting machine. And he motivates people to fast for corporate reasons. Mike Bickle, we just did a 21-day, right? Or was it? Yeah. And so the, the Spirit of God wants the church not to eat fast, <laughs> to fast and pray. And if you've got health issues, then you need to monitor that. Absolutely. But I'm telling you, there's something about fasting and praying that unlocks the heavens. And I'm not even saying that you need to do it to get. But I am believing this, that the Holy Spirit is going to break out a movement, even in New England, that's going to cause the church to be a, a walk in a fasted lifestyle. Just think of this. If you fasted one day a week, by the end of the month, you'd have how many days? Good. After the quarter, you'd have how many days? Yeah, so look it. It multiplies. And it's not about works. You know, Wesley, they used, he used to have all his dudes, all his circuit riders, just pray and fast on Friday. Yep. One day a week. Come on, they took over America with the gospel. Yeah. And I wasn't going to jump on fasting like this tonight. But do you understand my point? Yeah. If you're walking in the flesh, if I walk in the flesh, I'll sow to the flesh. But if we walk in the Spirit, we sow to the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is, is like desiring, I'm telling you, it's the burden of the Lord for me that I step into a fasted lifestyle in a greater dimension. Don't hold me to anything. I'll have her all over me. She'll be like checking. She got me. She got, already got, she got my checklist going. You're fasting Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. No, I'm telling you. It's all right. I got accountability. Come on, Jesus. Listen. I want you to see the difference because you can be filled with the Spirit and accomplish nothing. Oh, 
I can be filled with the Holy Spirit and never let him out. I can be filled with the power of God. I can feel goosebumps. I can feel every atom in my body. That's what I usually feel like when a strong anointing comes on in my life. I feel like every atom in my body. But what does it do me good if I can't pray for folks or release the kingdom, right? And he does it for a purpose. He fills you with a purpose. I need a filling. I need this. I need that. You don't need nothing if you're not going to do anything with it. Okay? I love you. I love you. I love everyone. But I'm telling you, God is trying to challenge the church in this hour to step out of comfort. Out of comfort. If you're comfortable, get uncomfortable. I know. That's kind of the, like the, the flag line under this church. If you're comfortable, get uncomfortable. Because the Lord doesn't want you to be comfortable. He wants you to be filled with his presence. He wants you to be filled with his power. But he doesn't want you to ever, like, just get satisfied and lean back. And it's not striving. Because I know that God wants to give you things without working for them. But there's, there is a different, there's a big line between doing things to get, get, them, get things from God and killing your flesh. That gets in, a way, in the way of God doing things in your life. All right. Verse 14, same chapter. Bible says he returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And then what happened? News went about him everywhere, surrounding regions. Everywhere in the surrounding regions. Didn't say he laid hands on anyone. All of a sudden, he just had favor everywhere. And he taught in the synagogues, being glorified by all. Why? Because the power of the Spirit was on his life. So I go, to, you know, and you're like, well, that's Jesus. Well, that's Jesus in human form. Got, went into the furnace of the wilderness was tempted, the Bible says, in every way. And I'm sure it didn't just end there. Come on, somebody. He didn't just go to the, far, to the forest, to the mountains, wherever he went. He didn't just go into the wilderness for 40 days and he was tempted there, done deal. No, no, no. He had all kinds of temptations to stop and do something else. That's why when he said to Peter, he said, no, no, you don't have things in the, you don't have the mind of, you have the mind of man. You don't have the mind of the Spirit. Because Peter was saying to him, no, no, you don't have to go to the cross. All the way to the end, Jesus was tempted. You all right? I just wanted, I, I wanted to just say that the Holy Spirit so desires, the Lord himself so desires that we carry an atmosphere and a fragrance that only he has. It's only from him. I talked about angels the week before. Listen, angels come to people and they work with people who are surrendered 
surrendered. Mark chapter 5. This is all about healing and deliverance. Ready? We know the story, Mark chapter 5. I just want you to mark it and we can, I'm just going to go through it real quick. But do you know the story? You know, the, you know the, the account where Jesus comes across the, the sea, steps on the ground, and meets the demoniac. Meets the one who's filled with demons. There's some interesting language here that I found. And I just want us to just ponder some things. I don't really have all the answers here, but I know this. That when he stepped onto the ground, he created, there was an atmosphere that was released. You say, well, that was Jesus. I know that was Jesus. But that was Jesus in the form of a man. And Jesus came as a, in the form of a man so that we could walk like Jesus on the earth. This is why he came, obviously, to save us from our sins. But that the, the completed work of God would bring us back to him fully. And we would have the same walk that he had with his father, John 17. That we had the... Same one, John 15, abiding. That when we abide in him, that he's inside of us, filling us, but he's coming outside of us. Because if you're abiding, you can't just keep it inside this light. You can't stay inside. The fire of God will not just stay inside if you're abiding with the Lord. <laughs> Are you Okay. As I'm abiding, as I'm looking, as I'm seeking him, right? So he steps off the shore. The demoniac announces himself. Basically, ready? Verse 6 says, when he saw Jesus from afar, afar, I don't know how far, but way off, he came running. The guy filled with demons comes running to the Lord. Running to the Lord. If you need deliverance, run to the Lord. Don't run into your stuff. Don't meditate on your stuff. Run to the Lord. If you run to the Lord, he will deliver you. Self-deliverance is good. We don't always need an exorcist. Oh. He ran and worshipped him. This is why even the demons worship Jesus. Because who's master? Who's the master? The one who carries an atmosphere of heaven. Who's master? When you come near people that have demon problems, what's happening? Now this, listen. There's people that have, you know, spiritual problems that can't get out of it because they choose not to. Because they choose to go back to the same thing. They choose to continue in the same way so they can't ever get free. And actually it's a scary spot because when you open yourself up, you get free. And then you go back. What happens? The Bible says that it increases. Jesus said it will come seven times. Friends. Call on their friends. So it says, 
verse 7, it says, He cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? So obviously they, they knew who he was. I implore you, by God, they're using the God card. Legion is using the God card. I implore you, by God, I don't know, I know we read it all the time, but we miss stuff all the time. That you do not torment me. And he said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. And here we go. This is the only time he ever asked for a name. And the name is many. <laughs> so, let's move on. And he answered saying, my name's Legion, for we are many. And he also begged him earnestly that he would not send him out of the country. What's going on? They took over the atmosphere. Why? Because everyone in the town was afraid. Had this guy, he was on lockdown. They chained him up. He'd get loose. They were afraid of him. So fear was rampant in the land. Come on, didn't we just go through something with fear was rampant everywhere? Fear was a cloud over the nation. Fear was a cloud over the nation. Now, if we smarten up and get some spiritual understanding, we'll realize that God inside of us and inside of the church is way bigger and way greater than any plague, anything that would come against or any media Scandal. Yeah, we'll get checked on that probably. Now a large herd of swine was feeding on the, on near, near the mountains. And so all the demons begged him, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter them. And Jesus gave them permission. Jesus gave them permission. He said, okay, go there. And what happened? The swine ran into the sea. All the pigs drowned. Bad for pig business. All right. I'm going to touch some things right now, and you're going to be like, what? Where is he going? But I just want to hit some things because we don't understand. I think spiritual warfare is a mystery to most of us. I don't care. The best of the best. You can read all the books, but it's all a mystery still. Are you with me? And the Lord wants us to find the way. The way is carrying Jesus. There is no other way. The way to create an atmosphere that takes things down out of the sky or out of the atmosphere is to carry more with you than they do them. How's the church doing? No, come on. Because here's, here's, here's where it goes. We come here, we sit here as believers, yet we, we come and get filled. We might show up at a prayer meeting. This is why I'll put a punch for prayer. Listen, coming together in a prayer meeting is not just like, oh, an effort. It shouldn't be like an effort. It should be like, I desire to come and pray. And I desire to come together. And I, my desire is that God will show up in a place where we can bring breakthrough. Because normally we're, not, we're praying for the country at this point. 
We're praying for all kinds of things, however the Spirit leads. But I just want you to see a couple things in Scripture here where Revelation chapter 12, and you don't even have to go there. Just write it down. But I just want us to see. Are you with me? Are everyone okay? I'm telling you, the, the Bible says here that in the book of Revelation, and again, the book of Revelation is what? About the revealing of who? Jesus. It's not about 666. It's not about the Antichrist. It's not about all the nonsense with the beasts and all this stuff. I'm calling it nonsense because we make up some crazy doctrines and get our charts and flow charts and this is what's going to happen when and half, we don't even understand in biblical interpretation half the time. Okay? Smile. Make sure I'm okay. <laughs> Smile. All right. It says this, that war broke out in the heavens and Michael, his angels, fought with the dragon. Now, I want you to see Daniel is in Babylon. And there's, they're in what? What's Babylon? Israel is in captivity. They are bound. They are enslaved. It's not like a vacation in Babylon. <laughs> oh. I'm telling you, God wants you to be free from the world. He wants you to be free from Babylon. Okay. Just all need plastic handcuffs and bust them off at the end, okay? Come on. I did it one time. It hurt. But he fought, but his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So here's what I think. I think this is just giving us a picture of a snapshot of something that happened way at the beginning. Amen? Do you agree? Okay. Here's my thought. Demons are disembodied spirits. What does that mean? That means they don't have a body. Hmm. Are angels disembodied? Are they? They don't possess anyone. I had to think about this. Are they? No, angels have a body. They have their abode. They have their abode in heaven. They have a home. Jude says in, 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 in verse 6, it says that they don't have a home anymore. They've been kicked out. It says it twice in a row in a different tense both times. And so without getting into the technicals, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that there was an atmosphere. Michael came, pushed them out. Why? Because he had, just could. But they were squeezed out. Everyone say squeezed out. Squeezed out. Right? So they have no more home. Why? Why are they like, why when demons manifest, they do all kinds of weird stuff? Because they're disembodied. You don't get possessed by an angel of God. Come on. We don't get possessed by angels of God. Angels of God come to help us. Why? Because there's a glory that comes that causes an atmosphere where angels can gather. Oh, you're missing it. You're missing what I'm saying. We cause ourselves to be so in love with Jesus that 
God says, send them whatever they want. Because they're my kids. And just send them whatever they want. Send them more. So here's, here's my thought. And yeah, you'll all challenge me or you'll all go home, Pastor Miles. I don't know about his theology on angels and demons. But here's what I think. The disembodied. So they were contorted and they were pushed out and squeezed out. And that's why they do what they do. Because they don't have a body. And they're looking for a host. So we know a third of them left or got kicked out but pushed out. Pushed out why? Because there was an atmosphere that pushed them out. You okay? An atmosphere which God lives in, which is all of who God is, pushing them out because of rebellion, because of an uprising against the law of God, they went against the law of God. And so when we walk in lawlessness and open ourselves up to all kinds of things, just simple rebellion. I don't even know where I'm going, why I'm going here, but we'll go. Simple rebellion. Like, I don't like it when you talk to me that way. So I get an attitude and I open a door to a different atmosphere. I sense rejection, so I open a door and I have, I actually project rejection instead. I create an atmosphere. me how many know listen I don't deal well with that if you've got any rejection issues ask my wife I'm the worst one to come to that's the good pastoral quality right yeah no no I'm ready I'm just being honest because if you if you project rejection I'm like bye you're like that's not compassion no because you're pushing people away so how do you receive if you're pushing you can't. And it's not to like just buy, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, Holy Spirit wants us to attract Him. I want you to just see this, because then we want to operate out of a out of a, a fresh realm where God will cause all every demonic thing that would come against you or anyone around you to be dispelled because you carry an atmosphere. Same thing with healing. Remember, I was talking about atmospheres. I was talking about Catherine Kuhlman. I was talking about Benny Hinn. People, listen, there's, there's ministers that I watch. They don't even touch. They don't pray for anyone. They're dragging demonic people, manifesting demons out of the crowd. They're, believe me, forget about the coverings, all right? They're dragging them out and laying them in the front, and they're all manifesting devils. These are usually African guys. Why? Because they, had, they know things about the spirit that most of us don't. Because we're sophisticated. We don't live in Africa where witch doctors are. 
and voodoo goes. No, no, we have the, the, the sophisticated demons that like to hide. And most of the church can't discern them. I wasn't going to get into all this stuff on demons today. How are we doing? Good, great. <laughs> I got new people in the house that are going, whoa, yeah, all right. It's good, all right. Glory. All right. So just jump down, verse. Jeez, I got to lift. I got to. Verse 10. At least I think it's verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our brethren who has accused them before God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him, what? By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not like, love their lives even unto death. Fasting. Guess what fasting causes you to be? A martyr. Oh, I'm telling you, the church is very much alive. Not alive in Christ, alive in the flesh. Even here, God help us to be dead. Dead to all of our stuff. Dead to all the things that we think we know. That God, you want to teach us in fullness. Come on, give us hearts like that are children that are just open wide, just saying, ah, I can't wait for what you're going to do next. Most of us don't come into the house of God like that. We come in like thinking, you know, we're, we're drowned down with our week and, uh, what, you know, what's happening? You know, I've been through all this stuff this week and it's my birthday today. I don't know what I'm doing and, you know, all these things. But when you come in like a child in awe, I'm not saying anything. Jack's, Jack's fine. Jack's fine. Jack's totally fine. <laughs> do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? We carry so much stuff. And the Holy Spirit wants you free. He wants you living in an atmosphere that causes you to be completely free. And that can only come by giving your life to a fresh realm where you surrender Everyone say it, surrender. Surrender to the Holy Spirit. And that will cause, listen, the amp of God in your life will increase to, like, things just bounce off of you. You don't go back to old stuff. If you're creeping back to old stuff, you should definitely be in a fast. I'm just saying. Like, I'm feeling like when I feel like things get mundane, I'm like, ah, probably time to fast and stretch myself, right? God wants you free, and he wants everyone else around you free. And he doesn't, listen, there's, there's, a, there's an, listen, when he says this about you're free from your, because of your testimony, you're free, Right? It's the weapon against the enemy. Your testimony of freedom and salvation. Ready? He says there, he says, salvation, strength, and the kingdom of God, and the power of the Christ has come. 
Because the enemy's come down and the enemy's trying to bring accusation and the enemy's trying to cause people to fall back into old stuff and he's trying to break you down. But God says, I have a different atmosphere I want you to carry. It's the word of your testimony. And the Bible says that the testimony of Jesus is what? It's the spirit of prophecy. And also the spirit of faith comes with the spirit of prophecy because once God begins to prophesy through you because of your testimony, as you begin to declare those things, it begins to unravel things all around you. I speak. And things begin to move. It's not just in your language. It's in your attitude. <laughs> Ready? Oh. There's more. I got lost in this, so I'm going away from this right now. We'll just go right away from Revelation 12 because I could just stay there and keep going. There's a lot in there. The woman with two wings flies away. This is not some like sci-fi cartoon. It is the church. It's the woman who's winged with the prophetic spirit that walks and begins to move and carries herself to places where the enemy can't go. You live on a different island. Jesus gave them permission to go into the pigs. Jesus gave them permission. Okay, you don't want to be in this flesh? We'll send you to that flesh. We'll send you to the swine. And then the, they go into the sea. Where? A different atmosphere. Where they can't survive. And they have to get sent away. So Jesus tricked them. I said Jesus tricked them. Send us into the swine. Okay. The swine hit the water. They died. Gone. <laughs> Disembodied again. Got no body. May the church not give the demons any place to go. Come on. May the church cause freedom to be an epidemic. Because you carry an atmosphere. Okay. The presence of God also, what happens? This should be blessing. An atmosphere of what? Not curses, but blessing. We see this with David and nobody eat him, right? They're moving the ark. They have a problem. They have a hiccup. Someone dies over it, right? But the... But the the presence of God goes to Obed-Edom's house. And the Bible says here, it says that the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him. Just because God came and stayed at the house. Never mind the fact that he ended up, his lineage ended up going into the priesthood after that. Forevermore. You want God in your house. And what should manifest in your house is blessing, not curses. You want God to change the atmosphere 
all around you and bring a greater glory, right? Acts chapter 5, I got two more scriptures and I, I will shut this down. Are you all right? Yeah. Acts chapter 5 and verse 1. Just get ready because we're going to go heavy again. And then I'll lay us out. Yeah. Verse 1, and you know the story, right? Ananias and Sapphira. Not a good one, but I'm going to go over it. I'm going to hit it. It says here that he, he kept back, right? Ananias kept back part of the proceeds. And his wife also being aware of it and bought a certain part and laid it. They brought a certain part and brought it to the apostles' feet. Now, why? I'm, you know, you think of the story. You think of what's happening. The Bible said before this that they were giving everything. The church was just giving everything. Because they were living in community, whatever was going on, it's not practical for an American. But who says it's the right thing? Because you don't own the house you think you own anyway. You don't. Unless you get it out of the... Anyway, we'll just leave that. Anyway, all right, we'll leave it. Just don't go there. You just don't pay your taxes, see how long you own your house. And that's a weird thought. But it's true. All right. We won't get revolutionary right now. We've got solutions for that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Get back to it, Miles. They laid it at the apostles' feet. So obviously there was, there was something that was happening. We don't read between the lines because you think, okay, they gave most of their stuff to the apostles. Isn't that enough? I'll try this side. He gave most of his proceeds to the apostles. Isn't that enough? No, why? Because he lied to the Holy Spirit. It's funny. It's not funny. It's actually crazy. But there's two things that God, that God isn't good with. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit and lying to the Holy Spirit. It's very evident. And so just, Lord, we just <laughs> asked any place where we've been not truthful with your spirit, any place where we've tried to hide things from you and tried to, any way, in any way that we might have blasphemed, any way, come on. We just ask, Father, for mercy and grace. So it says that, Peter says this, he said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back a part of the price of the land for yourself. Oh, there we go. There's the word again, yourself. Yourself. I was talking about fasting. Fasting's like all about self. Denying yourself, right? And while it remained, it was not your own. Oh, while it, while it remained, was it not your own? So while he owned it, it was fine. It was okay. He could have kept it. But he was selling all, they were selling all their lands and giving it all to the apostles. 
It must have been trending. Hashtag. Give it all to the apostles. Okay? I don't know why. But it's just one of those things. And the Holy Spirit was not cool with it. Like you only gave, imagine if it was only like 99% that he gave everything else and kept the 1%. We don't know what it is. Could have been 10%. They could have kept the tithe. That should be okay. You understand what I'm saying? You understand where I'm going? Like, there's a message right there, right with that, that the Lord wants 100% of all of you. He wants all of everything that's within you. He wants you to be completely sold out to him. He wants you to be completely denying yourself and taking up your cross, not his cross, your cross, and follow him. Okay? And he said, after this, after it was sold, was it not, after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Mm. There you go again. Yourself and our own control. I could have just preached on this, sir. That's right here. It would have been fine. But yourself and your own control. The Lord wants you not to be in control, and he wants you to deny yourself. Give him all control. Come on, he's, he's the best CEO. If you decided to, to, honestly, if you were crazy enough and radical enough to give 20% or 40%, this isn't a tithing punch. This is just like, God is the best. And you invest in things where rot, where, where, where moth and rust don't do any, they can't get at it. If I seek first him, in all his righteousness, what else is there? There's, you don't need anything, the Bible says. You get everything. Yeah. I, if I give him everything, I get everything. Yeah. And I don't give to get, but I get it anyway, because that's how good he is. That's like how amazing he is. So you have not, it says, why have you conceived these things in your heart? Ready? Everything goes back to the heart. And you have not lied to, to men, but to God. And then we go right into verse, go to 12, and you know this. I already spoke about this, the same thing. Ready? It's an atmosphere. Peter had an atmosphere around him. What was it? It was the fear of the Lord. Yeah. It was the awe of God. Yeah. What was he carrying? There was an awe of God around him. And the Bible says that, listen, when at, at the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were being done among the people. And when, while they were at Solomon's porch, yet none of the rest joined them, the Bible says there. Isn't that interesting? But they highly esteemed them. They esteemed them highly. So here's the deal. A lot of people won't get on the train. They'll be all about it, but they really won't get on the train. That means they won't step into the fullness where, where, where the awakening train is going, ready? Where God wants to release awakening. We think of these guys that gave their lives. Whitfield was like, they threw dead cats at him. He was persecuted. He was thrown out of every church. All these guys that were out in the fields that were like shook the nation, they were all thrown out of church. And we're all trying to get into churches. 
Oh, come on, that'll snap some itinerant ministers. Out. You know, we're all trying to get our, our circuit. <laughs> oh, I'd just be dead. I'm talking to myself. If I would just be dead. Because I'm preaching this, right, but I'm, lear- I'm walking it. Like the Lord wants me completely dead, and anyone that's up here is usually not completely dead. There's few that I've seen. But God wants the whole church to be like that. Do you understand what, pop, what I'm talking about is an atmosphere of, of presence and power that God will release to everyone in this room. Unrestrained. It won't be, nothing will be held back ever. It won't be held back. It doesn't have to be. Why? Because you're selfless. Because you give all. Because you're not in control. We like control. Yeah. So none of them, them joined them. But then we see this. We see that they were all out there. And the, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that they just came out. And I talked about this before. It was an atmosphere that Peter carried that healed the sick. It was an atmosphere that, ca- that Peter carried, that it wasn't about his shadow, although the word shadow there is basically an overshadowing. Ready? Go back to the beginning where I was talking about the the glory cloud that overshadowed the children of Israel. It's the same word. There's an overshadowing that God wants to put over your life, that you walk in the fullness and the power of God. Amen? Amen? that at least the shadow might fall on some of them. So ready? I'm just going to pray for us. How many know we need this? If I, I just say this. If the Holy Spirit could just get a hold of the leaders in one concentrated area, it's lights out. I love the conferences and I love all the things that we do. This is not going to be a, I'm not going to bring a dig. But I, I just feel like the Lord wants to release an atmosphere for people in this room tonight. Well, we, let's stand. Let's stand. I'm going to pray. If you can't stand, that's okay. Just begin to cry out and ask for it.
your testimony, your testimony releases a spirit of prophecy. Your testimony and what God has done in you releases the spirit of prophecy. I believe that. And the Lord wants to open up. I don't know if we're really sober or we're really tired. Come on, just pray. If I was going to... If I was going to ask the Lord for something right now, I'd be asking him, God, first of all, touch my heart. Touch my heart. Lord, cause me to be that one. I would just give everything. I would give everything. And I'd just give everything. I know, Lord, you're waiting for us. You're waiting for us.